0: Divers, coming to you from Studio D, the Deep Dive Podcast proudly presents Hollywood Hype, a series that looks at the gimmicks, tie-ins, and publicity stunts that lured unsuspecting patrons into movie theaters. I'm Tom Feeney, two-time regional Emmy award-winning producer and writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. Right off the top here, this one is going to be a little Nekutima. And that's Esperanto for Unusual. Chances are you've heard of Esperanto more than you've heard anyone ever speak it. If you've never heard of it at all, don't feel bad. Uh, The language isn't commonly spoken anymore. In fact, it was hardly spoken period. I mean, while most languages have evolved over millennia and continue to do so, there are also what are called constructed languages. These are languages that have been intentionally created to serve some purpose. You know, like Klingon and Elfish. In the case of Esperanto, that purpose was to provide a universally accepted and understood language. Esperanto's origins date back to 1887 and was the brainchild of Polish ophthalmologist L. Zamenhof. His effort to create a new language was born of noble intent. He believed that communication was the cornerstone of peace and that a commonly shared unified language, would help the world achieve that lofty goal. Since then, communities of Esperanto speakers have developed all over the world, and the language does still survive to this day. Now, according to what source you believe, Esperanto has anywhere from 30,000 to over 2 million speakers. It is not, however, officially recognized by any country. Sorry about that, Dr. Zamenhof. Esperanto has, oddly, been banned by governments during its history. During World War II, Nazi Germany outlawed the use of Esperanto, primarily because its creator was of Polish and Jewish descent. In the Soviet Union, under Stalin, Many Esperantists were executed or exiled because it was feared the language could be used by revolutionary elements. Fast forward to 1965. The ABC television network just canceled a popular science fiction anthology series after its second season. There is nothing wrong with your
1: television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can roll the image, make it flutter. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits.
0: The Outer Limits was basically the Twilight Zone, but with an emphasis on telling science fiction stories. The series was created by a man named Leslie Stevens, who was a triple threat, writer, producer, and director, which means that if he were alive today, he'd be on strike against himself. Great, now I gotta pay royalties on that rim shot? Ugh. But once the series was canceled, Stevens decided to break from the sci-fi genre and delve into horror. Specifically, a more gothic type of horror, usually associated with European productions. Stevens recruited his Outer Limits cinematographer and composer to join him in this endeavor. Stevens and producer Anthony Taylor wanted to add something that would make the film they had in mind unique, something that would stand out. And so, they chose to shoot their script, called Incubus, in the constructed language of, that's right, Esperanto. The screenplay was originally written in English, but then translated into Esperanto. The actors in the film, none of whom already knew the language, had to memorize their lines phonetically. How did they do? Uh, Well, we'll get to that. The lead role of Mark, a young soldier, went to an up-and-coming Canadian actor named William Shatner. By this time, Shatner had appeared numerous times on television, including episodes of The Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and yes, The Outer Limits. So, Incubus director Stevens was quite familiar with Shatner's work. Now, of course, uh, Shatner went on to do a few more things, including some, I don't know, space show that lasted only three seasons. Oh, well. Now, the film is set in an imaginary village where travelers come to use a magic well with mysterious healing properties. It's there where Shatner, playing a wounded soldier, meets and falls in love with the succubus, which are demons who take the form of beautiful women and drain the life energy of unsuspecting men. These days it's known as the Real Housewives. William Shatner's character is a wounded ex-soldier who comes to the village to avail himself of the village waters which are said to have had healing properties. One of the succubi falls in love with him because his soul is not tainted like the others she has taken. And literally, all hell breaks loose after this. And there is a final battle between good and evil. Shatner's character fights the titular incubus or male demon for the soul of his new love. Yeah, like you do. Now, here's a clip of the film where you can hear William Shatner speaking as Paranto. In the scene, he and his new love are speaking over the well that contains the healing waters. She has to
1: so now
0: you know what Esperanto sounds like. Sort of. As I noted before, when production began, none of the actors spoke a word of Esperanto. Now, instead of learning proper Esperanto, the actors had only 10 rehearsal days to learn their lines phonetically. But the actors had to speak lines they didn't fully understand with no experts around to correct any mistakes. When Incubus premiered, actual Esperanto speakers were less than impressed. There are even reports that during initial screenings, Esperanto speakers were laughing at the actor's poor pronunciation. Now, in hindsight, making a black-and-white Gothic art film in a language most people have never heard spoken aloud and has English subtitles... Might not have been a winning formula. And believe it or not, after the initial screenings, La Filmo Malapares, or the movie, disappeared. According to some, the film itself is cursed. Now, this kind of thing is not new. Movies like The Exorcist, Poltergeist, and The Crow are said to have been cursed in some fashion, usually after some kind of tragedy befalls someone or ones attached to the production. In the case of Incubus, however, there's some real-life weirdness surrounding the movie. First, Anne Atmar, an actress who played one of the succubi, and I never get tired of saying that word, tragically took her own life right after filming. Then, a few months later, there was another shocking incident involving Milos Milos, the Serbian actor who played the titular incubus. He murdered Barbara Ann Thomason the estranged wife of legendary performer Mickey Rooney, and then took his own life in Rooney's bed. But that's not all. In 1968, the daughter of Eloise Hart, another actress from the film, was kidnapped and murdered. Now, the killer in that case was never identified, but there were suspicions that the Manson family might have been involved. And even others involved with the production faced misfortunes. The production company went under, the music editor got imprisoned for scalping Super Bowl tickets, and a fire destroyed most of the film prints. Now, it's no wonder the film had a hard time originally finding distributors. Some companies simply did not want to be associated with the tragic Milos murder-suicide. Incubus ultimately ended up in France, where it was embraced by the arthouse film community. But unfortunately, it eventually faded into obscurity and was considered a so-called lost film. In 1993, the movie's co-producer, Anthony Taylor, wanted to release Incubus on home video. But he was told by the company that was charged with storage of the film that all of the film's elements, including the original negative print, had been destroyed in a fire. Now that curse is beginning to sound more and more credible. It looked like all hope, of recovering Incubus had gone up in smoke. Until. Viva la France! Three years after the initial search, a print of Incubus was discovered in the permanent collection of the Cinématique Française in Paris. Ooh la la. Now the print was in pretty bad shape. And even worse, it had French subtitles instead of English. Sacre bleu! Okay, I'll stop. Incubus needed serious restoration, but the cost could be astronomical. Speaking of astronomical, it was the Sci Fi Channel, now simply called Sci Fi, that stepped up to fund the restoration. A brand new master print was created after a frame by frame restoration was completed. New subtitles were added, and finally, A World Starving, or a pre Star Trek. William Shatner starring gothic horror constructed language curiosity finally got their wish. Before the
1: Blair Witch Project Before the Rocky Horror Picture Show Before Night of the Living Dead Even before Star Trek There was Incubus long lost cult classic is now available on home video. Incubus, starring William Shatner, is the only film shot entirely in the artificial language of Esperanto. Incubus, Esperanto, me. And has been rediscovered and remastered to terrify all those who didn't see it before. Now, audiences can once again thrill to the horror of Satanic Ritual, tingle with excitement at the Succubi Sisters, and look on with bewilderment as William Shatner speaks in tongues. Lost in a film vault in France for nearly 35 years, it was rediscovered by producer Anthony Taylor. Incubus, a masterpiece of expressionistic horror. Does not disappoint. Weird and wonderful. The effect is maximum terror. Incubus, lost for 35 years and newly remastered.
0: The is a meal.
1: From director Leslie Stevens, creator of The Outer Limits, and cinematographer Conrad Hall, winner of the Academy Award for American Beauty, Comes the terrifying tale of good versus evil and right versus wrong. It is it. Incubus, the rediscovered creepy cult classic packed with gorgeous blondes, satanic sacrifices, resurrection of the dead, and William Shatner. Not even time can quell the terror of the incubus. Incubus, the
0: long lost fantasy cult classic now available from Windstar Home Video. A DVD of Incubus was released in 2001. And that is the end of our story. Ah, but it isn't. As I said, the print that was discovered in France had to be meticulously restored. Even so... The print was on 16 millimeter film and the subtitles were burned into the film itself. So even with the efforts of those who restored it, Incubus was still only a shadow of what it could be presentation-wise. However, late in 2022, an intact 35 millimeter print of Incubus was discovered with no subtitles, and it was in vastly superior shape to the one found in France. It is currently being scanned in 4K resolution and will be most likely released on disc sometime this year. The curse is lifted! (laughs) Oh, by the way, The 16mm print of Incubus can be seen, as of this recording, for free on YouTube. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes, available on almost all podcast providers, and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And if you like what you hear, write a review. We'd love to know what you think. Or drop us a line at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. Now you can find links to all of those and our awesome t-shirt store in the bio of our Instagram page. All clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Hollywood Hype is part of the Deep Dive podcast family and a production of Automaton Studios.